Welcome to the Career Fluencer Podcast. You're listening to a special community episode that's sure to be jam-packed with top-notch insight you won't find anywhere else. Here we go. Okay, so we recently had a really great question with our community. And since it's one that I have a feeling many of y'all might find super helpful to hear, what we did was we, you know, reached back out to a couple of our amazing past guests familiar voices you've heard here on the Career Fluencer podcast that were kind enough to share their answers and advice as well with y'all. And then we put it all together for this kind of mashup episode and it came out pretty awesome. (laughs) And so if this is helpful to you, um, chances are it might help a lot of people in your network or friends or even family. So I'm going to ask you, share this, share this episode, share the link, Um, take a screenshot, put it on social, shoot, call them and tell them about it, whatever method you want to do, because hey, you might not only make their day, but you could help them get through an already stressful experience, right? Either now or in the future. So we just want to be mindful of that as well. And you'll see this could really, really save them some time too from all the Googling. (laughs) So if you get value from what you hear, don't keep it a secret. Okay. Um, and the main question that we asked everyone in this episode was this. Imagine if you were to start your real world career over from scratch right now, what would you do? Okay, so here we go. Hello, this is Matt Funk from episode number 40. And if I had to start over my career from scratch, here's what I would do in this uh, corona situation and right now. Your flexibility at this stage of the game is the most important thing because you have to be able to kind of run with the punches. Unfortunately, that's the environment we live in now. A lot of people are out of work as well and, and they may be more experienced. You know, they may have these things. So the only thing you can do is become more of a master of your own craft. Now, that's not to say, you know, I did this degree in business and now I'm going to go, you know, mow lawns again, or I'm going to go clean pools. That's not my point. My point is to transition into a field that you can get into is you look at it more like, Hey, my, my job experience doesn't have to be the exact thing, same thing that I studied. The fact of the matter is with the market, the way that it is and fewer opportunities out there, I think you either have to settle on starting a little bit lower than you think you would, you know, us, us as kind of millennials and generation Z or X or whatever the heck we are, uh, we kind of think that we went and got our degree. So when we're done, things should be kind of be set up for us, right? And that that isn't the reality. The reality is that we we have to uh, we have to still work. You know, we have to put in the time and effort to be able to get to the top of that path on the left where it's working. So you got to start at the ground level anywhere you can get in. It can be difficult, but your job that you take right after college doesn't have to be your forever job. Uh, and a lot of people don't know what they still want to do by the time they're 22 years old, myself included. I'm almost 31 years old and I still don't have that exact path. If you're passionate about what you're doing, learn more about it and become the best at it. Hello, this is Roy Rucker Jr. from episode 66. If I had to start over my career from scratch, here's what I would do ASAP. One thing I can maybe point out that I know now versus what I didn't know back then then was taking some time out to write down what I loved about myself and what I what I desired in the world. 
that was something I have recently done that's been awesome to see on paper because I am now appreciative of writing stuff down and actually looking at it versus back then I would just think stuff off the brain and just go with it. At the end of the day, if you are noticing that your job or your career is not going where it needs to go and you you didn't land a job or you got furloughed or you got laid off and you're like, oh, I need to go to grad school. I think the one thing for sure is you still haven't answered your question in regards to maybe who you want to be and where you want to go. A lot of times school is not a, a placeholder. A lot of people use school as a placeholder, and I, I don't think that's the right way to do it. They're using it as a placeholder. And grad school should not be used as that. It should never be used as that. I'm not someone that just jumped the gun and went to grad school myself. I look at grad school as an asset. And, you know, you want to make sure that the asset is going to be beneficial for you in the long run and not just building up either school debt or taking a pause to, you know, who you are, which I feel like some people are doing that. Just because you applied to so many jobs, don't stop at applying for those jobs. If you're really truly wanting to land a job, that is one task that I would not stop doing. For me, I felt like I was at a standstill like when I got to application 20, 30, 40, and I was like, okay, still continue to do that. But also one of the things you want to add is getting feedback from other people and really think about what what it is that you're probably missing. I would definitely reach out to other people and find some answers there. Um, when I say other people, I mean mentors, uh, advisors, uh, people who are in the field. I mean, you can send your resume to people and actually get some sort of understanding of what is actually going to work for you. Um, I think the other thing is really trying to figure out what's actually going to be beneficial for your longevity in your career. So talking to the right people. A lot of times in those situations, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And getting yourself well acclimated with people in the field, in the industry can be very vital to a job. Um, and then also being patient with your process. If you're really trying to land a job, just know that sometimes landing a job is not, you know, one, two, three, four, and it happens. It's not going to be like that. So being patient with your process, being patient with how long it's going to take you to get that job. And to be honest with you, if you're really, really, really struggling, or you're really just trying to get you know, off your feet. I would say either go into a job where you're getting your feet wet and, and taking baby steps and crawling before you walk. That That is something that some people have to do, and I've done it. But at some point, you want to make sure that you're taking a step away from your your own insecurities and really defining what's going to make you land a career that's going to benefit you. Hello, this is Omar from episode 16. And if I had to start my career over again from scratch, here's what I would do ASAP. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously, you are a determined person that wants to build their career. So you, you have an end goal in mind, right? So in order to get to that end goal, there are several small different steps. You could take like just a regular part-time job for the money in the meantime. But what I would recommend would be in order to get to where you want to be eventually, you're going to have to learn a whole bunch of different skills. Knowing what I know now, I have seen so many positions where those people have been less qualified than me, but they get the position because they know someone. A lot of power goes into who you know. And that is honestly, you realize that that is how a lot of people get their jobs. So knowing that I would try to stop trying to um, follow this path of like, oh, apply, apply, apply. 
um, and you know do all of that when the true power is in who you know. For example, for me, a lot of job opportunities have come about simply because someone knew me and they recommended me. Once you know your name gets involved in the conversation, it's just up to you to really prove yourself. So I think that it has shown me how not meaningless, um, just applying to jobs like out of nowhere, because I've had a mentor t- tell me this, like, just stop applying to jobs and start reaching out to people. And I was like, how did do- that doesn't make sense. Um, but I realized that like, when I looked at LinkedIn applications, you can see how many people have applied or like, within like the last hour or like in total, and you can see like, oh, 500 applications have been submitted, 200, you know? So out of those 200, it's pretty hard to stand out, you know? And there's, they have a hiring manager and one way, like obviously they want to find the right person as quickly as possible. If you reach out to people that are connected within that and like, hey, like you tell them personally, like in an email, your name is in their mind. And if they see the hiring manager, they're like, hey, this person reached out to me, keep an eye out for their resume, just like that. Your resume will stand out a little bit more. If I need money, there are several different like freelancing opportunities or just on the side side gigs that you could kind of do to get that money and then that experience in itself will help you get that next job that you are wanting or are looking for and it builds up your portfolio and it builds up your resume so finding ways to monetize the skills that you already have that already puts you and sets you apart as you have an entrepreneurial kind of mindset and it makes you stand out and it benefits you in the long run and it gets you the money to pay those bills so it's a win 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 situation obviously you there may be some job positions where you don't don't have all of the qualifications but um like for example for me like i speak spanish and to some opportunities i bring to the table like hey you know you you just told me um, you don't have any Hispanics on your team, any Spanish speakers on your team. Like I can bring that towards the team and then, you know, learn from them. Like I'm a fast learner. Just emphasize work ethic and your um, kind of ambiguity and your skills. Kind of learn what you have to learn and are a fast learner and can bring the Spanish speaking to the table or whatever other skill you have. I think that's one way to make yourself stand out um, as a candidate also. Hi, y'all. It's Sin again. Wasn't it super interesting to hear how different each of the answers were to that same exact question? One thing I learned throughout my journey when I went from being an entry-level digital marketing campaign manager to creating an internship program at the company or, you know, then to being the youngest leader at the organization, hiring over 200 people. What I learned is that being on the other side of the table um, on the hiring side of things and seeing what goes on from the management perspective when an organization or a department decides to hire people is so fascinating. And it really opened my eyes up to how far off I was, at least, about what was happening there Um, and how much what I call fluff is out there. That's called career advice, but really I would say it's mostly fluff. (laughs) You know, it's just outdated or irrelevant or simply just not right about anything to do with um, career insights, things that are happening right now in today's world. You know, it left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because this was something I for sure had been trying to figure out for several months, years <laughs> by that point, googling my brains off and just devouring anything I could possibly get my hands on that had to do with careers. And no wonder why I was spinning in circles. So I'm just going to make this super simple to answer the question so y'all can understand this crystal clear. There are two ways to land 
a job, if you're job searching, okay? Number one is to apply or number two is to know people. And that might seem like, duh, of course, people hire people. But I'll tell you what, that was not obvious to me when I was just entering the real world. And applying to jobs, the point of that is to get the attention of a recruiter. But first, it has to pass through some sort of filtering process, technology thing to, you know, thin the stack of applications. So the ones that do make it through that first kind of filtering phase is a much smaller group than the number of people who actually applied. And then the recruiter picks a few from there, interviews happen, and at the very end, the person who makes the decision that you were trying to reach that entire time really is the hiring manager. The recruiters are there, so the hiring manager doesn't have to do all that work because the hiring manager is busy doing their real job and they just wanna know, hey, did y'all find someone? Let me see who, okay. Awesome, thank you. Let me bring them on the team. And smaller companies who don't have those resources or don't have recruiters, they might be doing it all themselves, right? Um, but the bigger an organization is that you're pursuing, the more distant typically the hiring manager is from that process. And there are so many potential leaks in that process or systems um, that could be leaving out some really amazing candidates. Right. An easy example that I like to use about this whole job searching thing is it's like dating. Okay. So say you're on the hunt looking for a lover. Um, so number one is you could apply online, which I kind of say is like getting a mail order bride. <laughs> nothing, nothing against mail order brides. If that's your thing, great. But just for the example purposes, applying to jobs online is like looking for a lover by going the mail order bride route, okay? And then the second route is through people, knowing people. And I equate that to dating in real life, right? Just you're living your life and at some point, maybe you know someone or you meet someone and it's like you never applied or like went online searching specifically, you know, you just find someone in real life know someone through connections, experiences, whatever, right? So applying online, mail order bride, people dating in real life. And I find it a, a bit odd how so much of the focus is on what's on your resume or how to design a resume perfectly or how to write the perfect cover letter or how to, you know, ask clever interview questions or etc. When really, that's all kind of not the deal here. Um, it's like, if you were to take a class on how to woo someone to date you, that'll work. And will it help you maybe get a, get a date or find a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever? Sure, right? But remember, the ultimate goal is most people aren't just dating to date. We date to create a relationship. We look for jobs to get a job, not just to get past an interview process. Um, so that's why on those dates, we are both trying to impress each other and show our good size. And we're doing all these things. Um, like, isn't that kind of funny how both sides are doing this dog and pony show, but really the whole point is what? To find someone you want to be around, who you trust, etc. Just keep that in mind. So after that searching period is over and you are on the job or you are in the relationship, you know, that's when the real deal begins. Like, and it's, it's like, so glad I became a resume guru or a pickup artist and did all this, you know, tips and tricks and learning and on all that, which really is of zero use now because I can't go pick up someone else. <laughs> 
while I'm dating, you shouldn't at least or whatever. But when it really comes down to it, remember people are your fast pass through all of that. Okay. People are the fast pass version of getting a job period. Even when, you know, there are the most firm hiring processes ever at a company. Trust me, I used to design those, right? The value of having a extremely solid, genuine referral or recommendation is so huge, okay? To get the hiring manager to perk their ears up and say, what's their name? Who can we call them? That's how you skip the line, the fast pass version of that whole shebang. Like same as if your best friend said, oh my gosh, I just met someone amazing. I think you two would be a great match you would probably listen right you wouldn't just be like oh no 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 i'm i'd rather be on match.com or whatever right you're gonna you're gonna consider it you probably will really consider it like who let me see tell me about them same sort of thing now when it gets harder to land a job because the market's competitive there's a pandemic people aren't hiring etc a lot of people who might not have the experience to stand out you know, they don't have all that experience yet, will turn to really anything besides what they really need. And here's what I mean by that. You can't replace a lack of experience with anything but experience. It sounds simple, but just think it through, okay? Because a lot of people try to replace a lack of experience with something that's not experience if that makes sense. So hopefully, okay, all of this will save y'all a lot of time and energy to kind of identify the gaps you really could fill in on your resume or even to ignore your resume altogether, possibly. But more so remember, just at the end of the day, people are going to make the decision. People are the answer, okay? People hire people. And I remember a mentor told me a piece of advice that really bamboozled me at the time. Um, They're a C-level executive at the company, meaning, you know, the top leadership team of the organization. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to get there one day. I had no clue how, right? Going from the very bottom to the very top seemed like such a mystery. How in the world am I gonna, I don't even know where to begin. And I really wanted to figure this out. So I just asked, how exactly do I do what you are doing? How do I get there? How, how do I go about this? Ideally, one day I'd like to figure out how can I possibly get where you are right now? And you know what? They could have said anything in the world to me right then and there, and I would have done it, okay? I had no clue. I would have tried anything. But here's what's interesting. They told me a story about how basically they've never applied to a job ever since their very first job. Like, Every time they advanced or got promoted or whatnot throughout their career, it wasn't because they applied for an open position. There was no resume, no nothing, not even, you know, an interview process, like none of that. It wasn't like, oh, I want to get promoted. Let me apply or ooh, like they literally just said from all the companies they've been at, all the different you know, higher up positions they've been growing throughout their career. The only time they ever did that typical process was at the very beginning. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, this made zero sense to me. Like, I couldn't comprehend, okay? And this was not clear. What do you mean you don't apply anymore? What? Fast forward a few years later and um, the same was true for me. Believe it or not. Like, that's why I'm saying this 
advice to you right now that I also did not apply to any other positions or promotions I have had the opportunity to accelerate through and receive throughout my career, okay? You know, in fact, I've declined far more job offers than I've accepted. Um, And that's not to brag. That's just like a whole concept that just I had never heard ever. I didn't think that was even possible but I'm telling you it is. So for now, I really just want y'all to kind of sit with everything that you might've just heard, learned, discovered in this episode, whatever that might be. I know there's a lot to unpack there, especially if y'all are anywhere as um, maybe brain boggled as I was at first hearing a lot of this. And you know, what are the key takeaways for you? Are there ways to achieve the goals you have in mind you're trying to accomplish that maybe those other approaches you might not have even considered or maybe should give a try? Maybe it's time to get a bit creative. Over the next few weeks, we'll be rolling out some super exciting new kind of um, thought exercises. So if you're the kind of person who's really like a go-getter, who wants to grow their career and learn, which is the rare few, believe it or not, um, then you're really going to love, love, love it. I can't wait to share it with y'all so we can really start digging into more of these hands-on exercises together and get to the good stuff. Also, by the way, I would be super interested to hear your thoughts too. So we're not just talking at you. We want this to be a two-way conversation. Anything on your mind? Maybe it's something you learned from an episode or certain things you really enjoy or didn't about the podcast topics you'd love us to dig into um up to you just you know you can send us an email anytime hello at careerfluencer.com or if you're inside the careerfluencer community with us slide into those dms whatever route you know we are really curious to hear whether or not all of this is connecting with you guys out there who are listening what we need to change what things we could be covering or should adjust or fix or whatnot to help serve you even more that is our number one priority right every day so hope y'all stay positive look for those untapped opportunities out there keep going strong we so appreciate all of you and until next time stay tuned